Hey, mujeres, bienvenidas a Courageous Mujer Podcast. I am your host, Gladys Godinez, and I am here to support, embrace, and celebrate all Latinas in the heartland. It is our time to share our stories, break some barriers, and glass ceilings while we're at it. Like the song says, let's get loud. Just a reminder, Courageous Mujer podcast is brought to you by United by Culture here in Lexington, Nebraska. United by Culture celebrates our differences and lives by the saying, many nations, una familia. Feel free to follow United by Culture Council on Facebook e Instagram. Welcome to a special episode of Courageous Mujer podcast. It is International Women's Day today, March 8th. 2021. I will take the opportunity to talk about how we can embrace, support, and celebrate each other. Three values of this podcast, and I'm ready to share them with you and what I mean by them. The first one I want to share or talk about is the unbelievable support from all of you. For our first episode, we not only had more than 100 likes on our Facebook page, but you all stepped up, showed up for me, and listened to the podcast. I cannot say thank you enough. This is a new adventure for me. I have to share with you, I am an introvert at heart, but I am embracing it because I want to showcase all of your stories. I want you to meet some amazing, courageous women in the state of Nebraska that I have already met, but I also want to meet new Latinas that I haven't talked to. I haven't had a chance to introduce myself to. So I look forward to sharing their stories, your stories, and us to be able to embrace, support, and celebrate each other. So again, shoot me a message, shoot me a text, let me know what you want to see, who you want to see, how, you know, what do you want to talk about? Because I am willing, I am more than willing to talk about those hard subjects that sometimes we shy away from. In addition to the support that you all have shared with me, I want to share that my husband is currently my videographer, my editor, my producer. I mean, he is showing up for me every day as I do this podcast. He is talking to me every day and telling me that this is the right path. I am on the right path. We're doing this right. And I am 100% grateful for him. My family has showed up. My mom, my mom has been telling me, échale ganas, mija, you can do it. I mean, that is just 100% um just love, you know? And then my, my brother, Caesar, he texted me the day of the first podcast episode. And he said that him and his wife listened to the podcast and they are willing to donate to the cause. I mean, really, how, what else do we want? Do I want from life? But I mean, how can this go wrong? I think we're obviously in the right place. We're in the right time. We need to celebrate each other. And today is International Women's Day and we are going to do it. So, that's my family for you all. You are currently just showing so much support. Gracias, mujeres, for showing that support. And again, let's talk a little bit about how we can continue to support each other, right? Because even though I'm, I'm feeling all that love, I hope that all of you sometime in within your lifetime feel all of this love as well with whatever project or endeavor that you choose to move forward with. I want to share a quick story about one of my good friends and how she has showed up for me. Her name is Heather Chacon. She's out of Kearney. And when I moved back to Lexington, which was in 2016, Heather reached out and I told her, hey, Heather, this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing a brand new nonprofit in Lexington, Nebraska. I'm going to name it after my grandma. Her name is Trinidad. So we named it the Trinidad Center, and it was focused on civic engagement, leadership development, and immigrant advocacy. 
Well, Heather didn't, you know, she was like, yes, Gladys, tell me more. How can I support you? And I'm telling you, Heather has gone through voter registrations with me. She has gone through uh, planning board meetings and grant writing. Heather Chacon, I, I am so grateful for you from the beginning of 2016 when I first came back to Nebraska to now. You're still coming to these meetings. You're still coming to United by Culture Council meetings and showing up for me. And I, I want to tell you, I thank you for that. Heather has supported me through all of the phases that I have gone through. And this is another one. And she's still here. She's still here telling me, Gladys, how can I help? How can I support? How, what can I, What do you need from me? And I, I want to thank you, Heather Chacon. But I also want to showcase a great example of what supportive friends are, look like, right? I am not perfect. I am not the perfect friend. I don't stay in touch with Heather all of, all of the time. We don't talk every day. Pero está ahí for me. You know, she has been there with me unconditionally. I want to say thank you, Heather, from the bottom of my heart for supporting me and giving me a great example of how to support other Latinas. I think if we see another Latina glow, and I mean like shimmer, glitter, bright, you know, you got to put your shades on type of glow. Let's support her. If you see Latina in small businesses, let's support her. And if you see a Latina doing her best at school, let's support her. And support could be whatever is in your power, you know, share a post, share their business, share a tip of your life, mentor them and support them in their imperfections because sometimes it's a growing process, right? We're not going to be perfect the first time, the second time, or even the third time, but just showing up and still supporting that individual means so much for other Latinas and us as we continue to grow. So support can show up in so many ways. Heather has embraced me as I am and who I am. So I have always loved how she has supported and embraced me. And let me, let's talk a little bit about embracing. Here at Courageous Mujer Podcast, we embrace women of all colors, shapes, and sizes. But what does embrace look like? What, what do you mean embrace, Gladys? Um, to me, let's start with embracing yourself. Uh, my son was helping me, you know, write this down and try to do an outline. And he said, Mom, tell them about embracing weird. Because here at our house, we talk about hashtag team weird. We have always raised our kiddos to be weird, to embrace their souls, to embrace who they are because they're different. You know, Esperanza is outgoing and she's willing to talk to you about any story at whatever time for however long and then canon is my quiet shy kiddo but he is building legos like no other he can make something out of nothing within like five minutes but they're they're so different and we always tell them to embrace their differences so i think to me embrace means love yourself love who you are if you're a little weird because I, I believe I'm a little weird. But in all reality, I'm trying to raise my kids to embrace themselves as they are and understand that they are loved unconditionally. It is not easy, and almost nothing is when you're trying to be yourself, right? Um, listen, I'm old, and because I didn't grow up with social media, I did not grow up with Facebook, which we already know that's already out, out the door for our youngins. Um, and I didn't grow up with Snapchat or TikTok or whatever. So I don't know the pressures of social media growing up. So I can only imagine Latinas right now and the pressure that young Latinas have with social media and with social media in play. 
from what to wear to how much makeup you need to wear and what you should put on. I mean, all of those pressures can't be easy for you. And I want you to embrace yourself as you are, who you are, and show your imperfections because those imperfections are what make you you. And if you can embrace yourself, suddenly you'll feel the love of other people as well because they'll learn to embrace you and your differences. One of the things that we do for embracing ourselves here, at least with our kiddos, is to do affirmations at night. And there have been studies that if you do affirmations, which is just self, self-talk, self right? Self-love, self-talk, that your self-esteem grows. One of the steps that you can take is put some sticky notes up in the mirror and say, each one, have them say, I am beautiful, I am powerful, I am smart, I am courageous. And I know it sounds silly, because to me, it sounded silly when I first did it. It was sounded silly when I heard it three to four years ago. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that. But today, I'm telling you, every night, I tell my kiddos to do their affirmations because I want them to grow up that they, you know, and love themselves for who they are. And I have embraced myself more within this past year than I have for a very long time. I have been self-defeated. I have felt imposter syndrome. I, you know, that's when you go into a room and you feel like you don't belong, um, but yet you still belong there. You know, you've earned your scholarship to be in this classroom. You've earned um, these five years of hard work. You've earned that promotion. So my hope is that you start embracing yourself, embracing others as who they are, and then just giving yourself some love. And let's dig in into embracing others. I have some hard topics to talk about in regards to embracing others. And I want you to just sit down and relax a little bit and think this through because it's not going to be easy what I'm going to talk about. And it, I will have further conversations about this because I believe they're, they're very important topics. One of the first ones that I would like to talk about is colorism in Latino, Latino households. Um, you know, colorism has showed up in my life. I remember, and colorism is, you know, uh, being racist within our own culture. We have Latinos that are white, we have Latinos that are beige, and we have Latinos that are black. And we have Chino Latinos. I don't know if you've seen some shows on Netflix, but there are some Chino Mexicanos that are street vendors that are making bomb-ass food as street vendors in Mexico. I mean, we come from all colors, but for some reason, we have taken this European beauty uh, as a standard and we continue to try to lighten our skin or we continue to look lighter than who we are or we don't embrace our indigenous roots that are so beautiful and our skin color is brown and we get, you know, we get a little darker, we get tan when the sun is out. Just a quick story or a piece of how I have seen colorism within my life and my childhood or my youth is when I went to prom my senior year. When I went to prom my senior year, I went with a really good friend and my friend was white and he came to my house. Y mi abuelita, I mean, <laughs> my grandma hugged him and she was just smiling like from ear to ear on her happiness that I brought a white boy home. And nothing against white boys, right? But just saying that my grandma was super excited that I had a white boy in the house was interesting at all. You know, one, dating was very confusing because I wasn't supposed to date. So bringing a white boy home and that they were happy, it was very confusing. And then two, I didn't understand 
the difference between this white boy or a Latino or a black guy that I were if if I were to bring him home, the difference of the reaction that my grandma would have. And I married a black man. And I, I love my husband. I love Chris. We have two beautiful mixed children. Um, and it has been interesting seeing the reactions of my family members. But that doesn't mean I don't have a chance to educate. Or that doesn't mean that my, my love for my husband or our love as a family hasn't grown, right? They have seen how wonderful my husband is. So I've had opportunities to have these conversations with family members and be able to showcase the differences of how individuals have been treated, you know, when I brought them home. And it has been hard. It hasn't been easy. And I, I don't want to excuse my grandma's thought process. You know, she's passed. So obviously, I also don't want to be picking on her either. Um, but I, I do want to talk about colorism. I do want to say that our, our people are beautiful from all walks of life. We have blonde Latinas, you know, we have black Latinas, we have beautiful beige Latinas. We are come from all colors and it is wonderful if we can embrace each other as who we are. We should, we should not uh, embrace each other based on the skin color. We should love each other as we are. And that talks a little bit about, you know, the, the supporting as well, right? Something that has happened as I've dug into my personal history is that I found out that my great-great-grandfather is from the Dominican Republic. And that, you know, I I love sharing that with the kiddos because, you know, they're, obviously their dad is black. But my husband's ancestral lines also come from the Caribbean. He His grandfather is from St. Vincent. So we have Caribbean blood in us. And I think that's just beautiful to be able to embrace our ancestral history together. It is interesting because I'm from Huate and I come from L.A., right? And then I come to Nebraska and Chris is from New York and he comes to Iowa and we meet, you know, in the middle of nowhere. I think it's so interesting that we both have ancestral, tie ancestral ties to the Caribbean and obviously Africa. So just wrapping up in regards to Latinos and colorism, the lesson here is embrace your beautiful skin that we as Latinas come in different colors and let's embrace ourselves and let's embrace others. So don't allow this white European thought process of we need to be white to be better than. We are beautiful and we are courageous and we are powerful, just as beautiful as we are with our own skin tone. Here we are. Courageous Mujer Podcast is letting you know that here we support Latinas from whatever skin color and if you speak or don't speak Spanish. If you're bilingual or not bilingual, if you're trying to learn a little Spanish because you want to touch your heritage, you know, you want to be in touch with your heritage. If you don't speak any Spanish or si nada más hablas español, you know, like you are welcomed here. You are not going to be kicked out of the Latina club because you don't speak Spanish. There is no such thing as a Latina club that only speaks Spanish. And if you don't, you are not, you should not be embraced as a Latina. Your identity is yours and nobody should question you on it. And nobody should question your heritage, right? So I am here. Gladys Godinez is embracing all of you for who you are and how you come. And I hope you also embrace others as who they are with their identities. I want to talk about a personal story that happened to me and how it has affected me in my life and how it continues to affect me. Because again, no soy perfecta. I am not perfect by any means necessary. 
But I think it is important for us to talk about this because we need to embrace each other with our with everything that we come with, right? So um, in regards to my Spanish, I am bilingual. I can speak Spanish. Can I write it? No. I went to college. I took some Spanish classes, you know, and I passed some really good classes and I got some A's. But my apostrophes and my Ñs, you know, like those lines above the Ns. I don't know. Tilde? I hope that's what it's called. Um, (laughs) Those I struggle with. I'm not I'm not perfect. So uh, I know that my Spanish is not perfect either. And I have been forgiven many a times by beautiful Spanish speaking individuals. And I have also uh, grown up in a community where I don't know if Spanish was always embraced. Right. So a personal story is I went to the store when I was a teenager with my dad. Again, in the middle of Nebraska, not a lot of Latinos. And in the store, the cashier was white and she only spoke English. And we came to the cash register and my dad was trying to pay, but he did not understand what the cashier was saying. So the cashier, instead of trying to figure out how to communicate with my dad, she started yelling at him. And I mean, like, there's people that have get they get loud, you know, because they think that you're going to understand them. But this lady got loud. And it was so frustrating for me to see that as a teenager because I love my dad, you know, and my dad has worked so hard. Yakista, this lady talking to my dad like that. Um, it was heartbreaking for me, but it must have, it must have hit me somewhere subconsciously. It must have hit me somewhere psychologically. And to this day, you can hear it. I, I don't have a Latino accent. I don't have a Guatemalan accent. I mean, I was born in Guatemala. I was raised in a household that spoke Spanish only, but on my accent is very little, you know, like I, I can, I can pass, right? quote unquote. Um, so it has been hard for me to, uh, one, understand why, where did my accent go? And two, um, speaking in my household, you know, just my, my core household, it's my two kiddos and my husband and I, Chris doesn't speak Spanish. He understands a little bit. And my two kiddos don't speak a lot of Spanish. And I'm going to say a lot because they don't speak most of the time in Spanish. Um, and I have, you know, reflected. I have been wondering, okay, what does this mean? Why do my kids not speak Spanish? Wait a minute. Why don't I speak Spanish at home? Wait a minute. Why doesn't, you know, like I started to pause a lot because I didn't understand why I wasn't speaking Spanish. And I believe that that event has a, a big, big impact as to why I don't speak Spanish. It, it is because I don't want to be treated less than. I don't want my kids to be treated less than. And if we're real, if I'm being real, in our community, the community that I currently live in, we have the majority of our people speak Spanish. But if we speak Spanish in places that are white-owned, they get looked at a certain way. We get looked at a certain way. So to this day, right, language has continues to be a big factor in my life. And... My, my kiddos don't speak Spanish and I am trying and hoping that I can someday teach them or, you know, continue to embrace our culture. And I'm hoping that they understand that their Latinness, you know, their half Guatemaltecanness, you know, it will come out and then they can embrace their country and their people. Um, 
But I also am aware that's what's happening with me and how it's affecting my kiddos and how it's affecting my life. So I don't want for someday that my Esperancita, you know, my daughter comes to you. She's Afro-Latina, Afro-Guatemalteca, and doesn't speak Spanish. And you tell her that she's not a Latina. That to me is heartbreaking. And it shouldn't be her fault. You, we should not... Um, blame the person that doesn't speak Spanish because they don't know Spanish because they were never taught Spanish. I don't believe that it's that person's fault. And I you know to some extent I'm living in survival mode, right? I'm trying to figure out this world. I'm trying to make sure that my kiddos do their best with what they have. So am I giving myself excuses? No. Pero la misma vez, we're all trying, right? So we're not perfect. And to be gatekeepers or to tell somebody that they're not Latinas because they don't speak Spanish is rude. <laughs> and we should probably stop doing that. We should probably embrace each other more and say, hey, I see you and I embrace you and I love you, even though you don't speak Spanish. But do you want to learn? You know, do you want to see, do you want to watch this telenovela with me? And then you'll figure out what they're saying just by the ridiculousness of it, of it all. I, I don't know. You know, I I just know that our Latinas are Latinas. And if they identify as Latinas, I will embrace you as a Latina. And as we um, continue to embrace and support our, you know, Latinas of all colors and all languages, I hope we also then start celebrating them, right? Let's start celebrating us. And what does that look like? Uh, what is that value that I hold so dear in front of me um, or in me? I always celebrate my wins. Um, and I follow a lot of like motivational speakers because a veces you just need some support, right? So Lisa Nichols says, celebrate your micro wins. And they're little wins. They're little baby wins. I mean, I really do celebrate that I have gotten out of bed and do something in the morning with the kiddos. And we're celebrating, uh, you know, exercising each day because honestly, I, I stopped exercising for a while. So that that's my win for the day. I'm celebrating these small wins every day. And I love to dance. So then I do a happy dance, especially with my big wins. OMG, I do my happy dance. And then sometimes I break out with my kids. So it's very cool. But we do our happy dance. And then if I'm happy and you're texting me, you'll see that I'll be texting you a happy dance también because I am happy that you're saying yes to something. I am happy that we're doing something together. I am just happy. So I enjoy celebrating us. I enjoy celebrating you. And I, I want to celebrate you. I love celebrating you. And a lot of people have celebrated some of my big successes. And I just want to share how a Latina has celebrated me as another Latina has showed me not only support and she has not only embraced me, but she also has celebrated me. Yesenia Peck has worked at the Nebraska Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and I was able to respond to a raid um, in north central Nebraska. And she called me on a weekly basis to check in on me. You know, that's showing support. She was telling me to make sure, you know, I take care of myself, that she was embracing me, you know, and she knew that it was not easy what I was doing. And then after the raid was over, after I came home, you know, six months in, out of nowhere, Yesenia's like, we're giving you an award for all of your hard work. And the Nebraska Hispanic Chamber of Commerce celebrated me 
for all of the work that I did at the RAID and gave me an award. And she had that opportunity, right? She has this organization. She's able to celebrate me with this organization. And she took that opportunity and said, Gladys Godinez deserves an award. So she celebrated me. And that's been a great example. And you don't even understand how many awards I want to give. You should ask my husband. Porque cada ratito, I'm always like, oh my gosh, we need to do awards. And we need to give them to so many people because they deserve it. I mean, again, I see us. I see uh, in, in my local community, at least, I, you go downtown and all of our businesses are, a lot of our businesses are diverse owned, you know, like uh, a lot of people of color owned our businesses downtown. And, it, you know, some people may say, oh, it's run down, but I see it as our entrepreneurial experience, uh, success and experiences and just the drive, you know, de seguirle dando, right? There was this old pharmacy in a corner store, and I go to the store all of the time. It's called La Guatemalteca, and I just love it because I want to take a picture right in front of the, you know, the big sign that says La Guatemalteca and let it be me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am La Guatemalteca. Yo soy Guatemalteca, and I just love seeing all of these businesses, but I also have noticed that they don't get noticed, right? They don't get awards, but yet they're kicking butt. They're pushing through COVID-19. They're pushing through all of the hardships that they have gone through. Um, and then they're still kicking butt. So I'm excited to be able to celebrate you all. I'm excited for that. And I am excited to support and embrace all of you. And another thing that you all can do individually with your friends, with your sisters, with your family, with um, any Latinas that you know, celebrate them. What does that look like? Well, send them a text of a happy dance, you know, like if you love dancing or shout them out on Facebook and say, hey, I saw you or give them, you know, a gift. And it could be the smallest gift, even if it's a personal drawing, a personal drawing card and just say, hey, today's a good day. I celebrate you because I see you and I see everything that you're doing. Sometimes it doesn't have to be an achievement we're celebrating. It may be as simple as she got up out of bed today, right? Or she had a hard day at school or work. Celebrate her when she's down and out by showing her love and reminding her of her awesomeness. Um, and if you can, well, do a party, you know, let's do a carne asada and celebrate her as much as possible or um, go to the club and just dance it out, you know, or decorate her office, class, room, or car. Uh, International Women's Day is just a reminder for all of us to, again, support, embrace, celebrate each other. And when you see another Latina, make sure you acknowledge everything that they're trying to do because we, we have done so much aquí in Nebraska. So let's keep celebrating each other. And if we don't, you know, at the end of the day, then who will, right? Who's going to celebrate our accomplishments? Because nobody is uh, showcasing us. So let's start celebrating us. Let's make our own stories shine bright like a diamond, right? Like Rihanna said. Let's make sure that we get out there and we support each other because we don't need the negativity. We don't need the racism. We don't need um, just the, the ignorance or the non-existence or the invisibility. Let's start showcasing us and let's start celebrating us. And with that, I do want to 
because it is International Women's Day, because I am Latina, and because I do research, I do want to talk to you a little bit about this report that I found online by the Network of Executive Women and Latina Rific. They both came together and did a report named Latinas in Corporate America. And I know a lot of you are either students that are going to school and are trying to do their best to get to corporate, right? Or go to an office job or do a job that, you know, that will move you forward in, in your world. It's called A Foot in Two Worlds, Elevating the Latina Experience. And this report has explored conversations with mid-level to corporate leaderships, uh, women, finding that most Latinas felt like their current standard for promotability or for work, it is all based on white norms. Our average age is 31. 42% of Latinas are married and our household size is 3.23. Our average household income is $63,064 and 34% of us are born outside of the US. 80% of us speak English well or very well and 16% of us hold a bachelor's degree. One of the biggest takeaways for this report that I want you to be aware of is that Latinas fare the worst and pay equity. We make 56% of what white men make. So just keep an eye out for those promotional opportunities. Keep an eye out for understanding your wages and how you can increase those wages and advocating on behalf of yourself. And I do look forward to bringing in some career specialists and some leaders in the career field so then you can understand how to do that yourself and how to advocate on behalf of yourself. Biggest one that I want to share with you that I believe is it's mind-blowing and it's also I find so much joy in this one is that there are 28 million Latinas in the United States. 28 million Latinas in the United States. Let me say this loud and clear. 25% of all U.S. females under the age of 18, a quarter of the population of the women, somos Latinas. My daughter is a part of that. And that is huge. We are a force to be reckoned with. We're coming. We're here. We're, well, actually, we're here. We're, <laughs> we're also coming. So it is very important for us to have these conversations, not only to support, embrace, and celebrate, but also to make sure that we're leaving these stories in history so then other Latinitas, other little ones out there can embrace and support and celebrate all of their accomplishments and know that que no están solas, right? We're not alone. So with that, I want to let you know again that I support you, I embrace you, I celebrate you, and I thank you for listening again to this podcast, Courageous Mujer. I am your host, Gladys Godinez, and you can find Courageous Mujer podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcast, e-anchor. Feel free to catch the full video on YouTube this time. I promise you, you'll see my face. I know I let you down. You didn't see no tears last time. I had a good conversation with my husband. It was not a good video. You don't want to see that. Pero you can't see this one today and you will be able to see my beautiful face. So please uh, also like and subscribe while you're there. 
And of course, I want to let you know that this has been directed and written by Gladys Godinez and edited and produced by 1817 Media. I appreciate you. Hasta la próxima.